1: But right
2: now in an industry full of clones and lemmings, Michael Savage is a truly original voice. We've uh, known Michael and admired him for many, many years, and he joins us now. He's got a brand new book out, Our Fight for America. The War Continues. Michael, how are you, sir?
1: We've known each other for what over twenty years. I remember you guys were on stage with me at the Marin Civic Center, weren't you, back in the early nineties? Right. Correct.
2: Yeah, yeah, I remember it well. That was a heck of a night. We still get emails about that. People who remember that show.
1: <laughs> compassionate conservative events. Remember those days? Uh, yeah, yeah, indeed. So normally, what, ha- what happened to the conservative part of the compassionate conservative? Where, where the conservatives go?
2: I don't know. We talk about that a lot. I'm not sure there's a constituency for fiscal conservatism anymore. Everybody oh, spends please. like they're
1: drunk. Kidding? Don't you love all of the guys who are on in the media who scream about conservatism and family values and traditional and patriotism took PPP money? Isn't that wonderful?
0: Yeah. How many trillions of dollars can you spend before you finally go under as a country? Well, I guess we're going to find out.
1: No, but I mean all of the conservatives who have fake universities and all sorts of websites they all took ppp money making believe that they're not welfare recipients isn't that wonderful
2: right right and they, they figured out that like 75 percent of the claims in in colorado were were faked up for the government money
1: this... only 70 in california must be 125 <laughs> <laughs> percent.
2: so hey listen uh, normally guys guy's got a book we'll mention the book maybe talk about it a little bit but we'll just talk about other things but your book our fight for america i was reading the description of it And you in the book do what we've, all of us have tried to do through our careers, sort through the shouting and the narratives and figure out what's actually going on.
1: Well, look, the first chapter is titled, and I'll just read a title, The Twin Plagues, COVIDism and Communism. Second chapter, The Virus Profiteers. Let me stop right there. I don't care whether the person's left, right, or center, you want to know who's stealing the money on the virus. You want to know what COVIDism means. We understand that it was a way overreach. In the beginning, everyone was confused by the virus. They didn't know how deadly it was. I wouldn't say that they purposely shut everyone down to hurt Trump. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life, to make everything about him. However, after we realized that you should have selectively quarantined at-risk populations, not the entire population, but yet the politicians being the cowards that they are, they used a, a uh, um, an affirmative action lockdown uh, program, which is lock everyone down so we're not c- accused of being uh, uh, prejudiced, okay, because there were only certain communities that were at high risk. We all know that. Everyone who's studied this knows that. Everyone is not at equal risk. So you don't lock an entire community up and destroy everybody's business because you have high-risk communities or populations within the overall population. But the politicians are, A, venal. Number two, they're cowardly. And number three, they do the most convenient thing they can do, which is make everybody a victim, destroy every business, and then blame it all on Donald Trump.
0: I agree with all of that about what the politicians are up to and uh, their attitudes and everything like that. But I wonder about a culture that allows this to happen. I got to believe that if you had tried to shut down all these businesses in 68 when we had that big flu come through, you wouldn't have been able to. I don't think the country would have gone along with it, would it?
1: Well, but it's not limited to America. Take a country like Israel. You know that it's a macho country. They wouldn't last one day. They live in a tough neighborhood. People want to drive them into the sea. They're locked down. They're destroyed. Uh, So people, here's the strangest thing. People who are otherwise tough and independent somehow can be easily manipulated when it comes to health or, or medical issues. This is an interesting phenomenon. I don't have time to, you know, waste your time with it. It goes all the way back to my studies in anthropology 40 years ago. There was a great paper I reference all the time, which is Sorcery, Illness, and Social Control in a Philippine Village. They were using sorcery and illness to control the population in a small village. Well, they're using sorcery, which they call science, and illness in America to control the whole population. I love when the schmucks... The Democrats say, well, science, science. Would Nancy Pelosi understand what science actually is? She keeps saying science. Does she ever take a science course? Does she know what it even means? It's something that is potentially disprovable. She doesn't even know what that means. So this is not science. What they're using is sorcery. I mean, you can crunch numbers any way you want. You can make up fake polls by loading the question in, in any direction you want. The same thing with epidemiology. Remember, I have a doctorate from the University of California at Berkeley, partially in epidemiology, meaning I can read data. That's all it means. So anyone who can read data knows that this is one of the greatest mistakes or scams in the history of the world. Total overreaction. Uh, And that's why I call it COVIDism. It's more like a religion than it is about a disease. And it's all in uh, it's all in the book. It's one of the main things I talk about. We can't let this happen again. Michael,
2: sorry, Michael Savage is on the line. Uh, uh, Dr. Savage, uh, what are they getting wrong in the media about this about disease? What? What's, what's number one?
1: What do you mean? In, in any topic or just COVID? Uh, COVID? What's the number one thing they're getting wrong?
2: Yeah, what, what do you hear that makes you crazy when you take in mainstream oh, media?
1: That we all must be locked up and sure. put away like little dolls in a dollhouse. In order to protect us from ourselves, uh, that you should wear a mask everywhere you go. So you see idiots in the Bay Area running with masks on, <laughs> uh, bicycling with masks on. Do they not understand the, that they're liable to get a heart attack by limiting their their intake? I mean, we we, inhale, we know from the poison that's been in the air for the last week, horrible, right?
2: Oh, sure, it's terrible.
1: I mean. W- we we breathe in hundreds and hundreds of gallons of air every day. So now you're going to run with a mask on? How many gallons of oxygen are you depriving your body of while you're running? Why don't they tell people they don't need to wear a mask while they're running? Are people less sheep like sheep? Oh, bah. of course they are. So it
2: would seem. So, hey, change of topic with Michael Savage. Uh, I know you've been following and writing about the... Uh, the social justice movement slash war against the police slash wildly irresponsible commentator by athletes. Uh, is that a chapter in the book?
1: Are you kidding me? Black Lives Matter is the greatest scam to have ever hit the United States of America. We know who founded the movement. Their mission statement is on their own website. They're anti capitalist, anti male, anti American, anti Christian. How much clearer do we have to get that we've been hoodwinked by a Trojan horse under the guise of racial justice to literally become prisoners in our own country for fear that somebody will be offended if we say, wait a minute now, in the name of racial justice, you're shooting cops, you're breaking windows, you're looting, you're stealing, and you're condemning an entire race? That's about the most racist thing I've ever heard.
0: How bad are things right now with the violence in the streets, the riots, uh, the, all that sort of stuff? I mean, I've, I've read about the 60s, but I'm not old enough to have lived through it. D- d- does it compare? Is it uh, half as no, bad, twice as bad? they
1: didn't do this in the 60s. They did not. Well, okay, let's go to Newark. In Newark, Newark was once a thriving, beautiful middle-class community. Do we know what happened in Newark during the riots? They burned their own city to the ground. Newark never really recovered from that. And if this keeps up, these cities that are being decimated by the social justice warriors. Did you see how many stories have come out about them being children of wealthy families yeah, these right. girls, these brainwashed sorority girls? Right. Uh, and they're
2: out-of-towners and they're burning down minority-owned businesses.
1: But I'm not surprised by that. They've been brainwashed by their own parents, their own schools since childhood. Most of them are drug addicts. They were raised either on Ritalin in the old days or Adderall. They are stone-hearted Drug, drug addicts who are brainwashed, they don't even know what the hell they're doing. But let's go back in history again. We don't have the time, but Karl Marx came from a wealthy class, a home. Lenin came from an upper-middle-class home. Revolutionaries have long been derived from upper-middle-class
0: homes. Bin Laden did. Uh,
1: Castro himself was a lawyer from an upper-middle-class family. People don't even know that. Castro, Fidel Castro went to a Catholic school in the Bronx. I know the history of Fidel Castro. So this is nothing new. And then you have the disease of all, the human disease, Bernie Sanders, the most poisonous man in the history of American politics. This bum, this loser, this mook, comes along and tries to peddle communism under the guise of democratic socialism as though no one ever heard of it before. Let me conclude, I know your time is short, with one one paragraph. Wherever the new Democrat ideology has been tried. Millions have died. It's that simple. You go to Russia, it was sold under the guise of fairness and equality. You go to Cuba, fairness and equality became a prison camp. Cambodia, fairness and equality. Millions, millions were worked and killed. I mean, it's a sickening thing to understand where this is going to go unless people say enough is enough.
2: Well, and the folks who've actually immigrated from uh, these socialist utopias vote en masse against socialism. I think that ought to tell you something. Michael Savage, the new book is Our Fight for America. The War Continues. Uh, It's always a pleasure, Michael. Great to talk to you. Good luck with the book. Onward,
1: Armstrong
2: and Getty.
0: Thank you, you, Michael. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, And of course, you can hear him uh, on KSFO from noon to two or KBC from seven to nine, among other great radio stations across the country. That whole phenomenon, there needs to be more studying of how, you know, all the people he listed, um, Marx, Lenin, Castro, or, you know, even bin Laden, as I mentioned, these people that come from perfectly comfortable, wealthy families get highly educated Mm -hmm. and they go to blow up the world because they're not happy.
2: Right. And one of the most interesting things that struck me in in studying the the Bolshevik Revolution and the rest of it was how open Lenin and, and company were with listen, John Lennon? No, Vladimir Ilyich Lenin, Donnie. <laughs> um the how open they were that listen. The proletariat, the working classes, they're too stupid to adopt this. We got to force it on them at gunpoint it's for their own good. But we got to keep them whipped up and angry and hateful toward their oppressors. If we and have to
0: hang a thousand kulaks, it's worth it, the farmers.
2: There you go. Exactly. To impose this new utopia. And uh, that's the intellectuals of these days. They're marching in the streets, smashing stuff. They're stealing. They're looting. They're setting fires. They're trying to blind cops and the rest of it and trying to force that ideology on these neighborhoods where... We were just talking earlier, 81% of people say we want more cops, please, in the rough hoods, more, not fewer,
0: more. Well, that's why it's so racist and patronizing patronizing for a, a, a white grad student chick to be yelling at a black cop, oh. you know, basically saying, well, you're not really smart enough to know the way you're being treated and that you're, you know, that things are bad for
2: you. So I'm, well, I'm here to help you. That's straight out of Lenin, Vladimir Ilyich. It's something that is something, you know. We'll we'll keep doing what we're doing as long as we can. They'll come for us at some point, I suppose. You know what I like
0: about Michael Savage is just because I've been in the radio business my whole life, and we've been around a lot of consultants and various people are always trying to build, you know, a successful radio show. And nobody's ever said, "Here's what you do: you hire a guy who got a PhD in epidemiology,
2: in plant botany, born well, Jewish, redundant.
0: now a Christian, right? <laughs> thick Brooklyn accent, right?"
2: I like the sound of this. Tell me more.
0: <laughs> That'll be hugely successful. Nobody nobody comes up with these ideas. You have to be an original talent for like
2: that. Like I said, this industry is full of sheep.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, he is completely, completely unique. Yep.
1: Indeed.
2: Um, Armstrong and Getty.